Ladies and gentlemen, it's time again. Girls, freaks and geeks, welcome to the show. Lassen, lads. Buckle in. Whatever pronoun makes you kind of more comfortable. Bitches, boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. I don't know where you guys are going, but I really want to get this car. <laughs> guys and gals, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, we're the Blockbuster Bros. Yeah. What's whatever up? whatever your, uh, your identifier, it's just a couple of guys being dudes. It's fine. <laughs> Well, I'm back. Remember when we did that at the beginning of like three episodes in a row, and I was like, I really don't like it. <laughs> it's a little awkward, but anyways, yeah, yeah. we're back uh, doing our second episode for February, getting prepped for the old March Madness Tournament of Champions. Uh, also, on a side note, in reference to the March Madness Tournament of Champions, we're still. Uh, Open for four spots to compete. If you are interested, please reach out to us on our Facebook page um, or to us individually, and we'll see what we can do. Spoke we haven't really we haven't really put out a ton of feelers to like get people locked in. Just I think this would be fun to try to get a couple people that listen in on it. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like if you're willing to if you're willing to participate, well, not please let us know. We you know we try to invite. Uh, you know, we want to try to invite more people out that haven't been here before just to get the experience out there, right? So, yeah, feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, this is going to be just entirely movie news. And, uh, just straight dis- vibe. Discuss- yeah, we're we- vibe check. This entire episode is a vibe check. Is that what <laughs> TikTokers call it these yeah. days? Was it like, yo, I'm going to check his vibe Good or job, bro. You passed the vibe check. Sure. Vibe check. <laughs> anyways yeah roxanne roxanne they're tiktok for those of you that don't know for the turkey listeners well there's a lot we're of not we, we are on tiktok not as the podcast but as curators of <laughs> the vine like tiktoks i don't know i mean we could theoretically have our own blockbuster bros tiktok like joe rogan has tiktok that's all i'm gonna say why am I not surprised by that? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, right. it's like just clips from his like episodes. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's like it's not like oh cooking elk uh, steak. Bro. I'm Joe Rogan. Uh. I put THC <laughs> in his elk steak. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's like it's like clips from when he does recordings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a possibility in our world, maybe eventually. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a few. There's a few things specifically we want to bring up and talk about. But before we do that. Uh, we're going to do our Movie of the Week segment, but we're going to do things a little differently this week. We're going to skip out the synopsis, and the other two are going to try to guess what it is. More of a guess the Movie of the Week, guess you would say. Guess the Movie of the Week. Who done it? Movie edition. Also, side note, uh, we finally watched yeah. Knives Out. Uh, oh, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I was, was- like... Uh, Ryan Johnson, but it was good. Oh, yeah, too bad. Once you just, you know, forget, it's... Once you forget about It's kind of like eating McDonald's burger that's <laughs> old, but you just don't know what's McDonald's. Like, hey, this, this, is, this is what it was. It was like, you've got your childhood memory of McDonald's, and that's like Star Wars and Ryan Johnson, like, making Looper. And then, like, when they, like, really industrialized it, and they were like, this thin patties, and you're like, ugh, that was the last Jedi. McDonald's of the future. And then Knives Out is when they were like, hey, our double quarter, our quarter pounders, fresh cooked. fresh cooked beef, and you're like, wow, I didn't think this would be good, but it is. Yeah. That's that's my analogy for Knives Out. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. And okay. it's going to be a sequel, so. Is it Spoons Out? Spoons Out. Takes out for Harambe. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not. It's they're going to solve the Harambe conspiracy. <laughs> So it's it's not knives out. It's, it's knives in, right? Knives, knives in. Close the kid. I have information that could lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Bang! I got him. Harambe's down. Knives in. We've neutralized Harambe, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We got him. We got him. Does <laughs> uh, anybody want to go first? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Let's yeah. go first, right? You go. First. I don't think you guys are going to guess this one. Probably All right, not. folks, play along. Let's see if you guys can guess right. it. So this film is. I'm going to give a little bit of detail before I go into the synopsis. It was made in 2017, and it's rated R. So, the synopsis, Angelino is just one of thousands of deadbeats living in Dark Meat City, but an otherwise... (laughs) (laughs) I'm already interested. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me me keep going. In Dark Meat City, 
but an otherwise unremarkable scooter accident caused by a beautiful, mysterious stranger is about to transform his life into a waking nightmare! Exclamation point. He starts seeing monsters form, monstrous forms prowling around all. Of, oh gosh, around. Glasses aren't even helping. <laughs> around all over the city, is Angelino losing his mind, or could an alien invasion really be happening this quietly? Dot dot dot. Question mark. Of course, you picked the most or as called movie out there. Question mark. No cheating. No using phones. That goes for you too, audience. Rated oh, R. <laughs> yeah, it's rated R. Oh man, that other night I guess that really good. R for really good. Uh, really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my ranking. So 2017 rated R. R. Dark Me City. <laughs> Scooter accident. <laughs> Can't be Dang, a bike, can't be a no. motorcycle, can't be a car accident. It has to be a Okay, scooter give us accident. a hint for. It's animated. <coughs> animated. 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 Sorry, Chief. I think, uh, I think I'm giving. Can you name director or voice actor? or? Uh, 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 it's directed by two people Shojiro Nishimi and Giyame. Uh, All right. It's well, not. Is it not? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna throw my guess out there. Are you ready for your guess or? I don't have a guess. You don't have a guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Death Note. No. Damn it. It's the main character is Parasite. voiced by animated Parasite. <laughs> Boom. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I've never. They're okay. Okay. I'm just going to tell you guys. Yeah, yeah, you're do. not gonna, I don't think oh, either of you no. have seen this. I took a guess. So. It's an animated film called MFKZ or Motherfucker. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. Okay. I, I did never watch it, so that's why. Yes. Yeah. We had had a conversation yep. about it because yep. I told you about the trailer. Yep. Um, Giancarlo Esposito is in it. He plays... Uh, What's the and chicken the, guy? No, yeah. Breaking Bad? Yep. The <laughs> Gus Spring. Gus Spring. Yeah. Gus. yeah. Uh, he's in it. There's, there's a few the others <laughs> like that have really small parts. Um, here's what I will, will say about the movie, though. Um, really interesting visuals. That was what kept me engaged throughout the movie. It's a pretty basic plot line, um, but just the, the visuals are really interesting. Like, the main character, Angelino, he's like, and I'll just show you guys a picture so you have kind of a point of reference. For our viewers who are listening to this and don't have uh, the visual reference, he's got, uh, he looks an awful lot like those stick figure fighting games. Oh. Yeah. He looks like that, but with clothes on. Mm. Okay. And then his best friend slash roommate is this little tiny dude? He's like this tall, and it, he's got a skull for a head, and it's on fire. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say. I wouldn't necessarily say stick figures. He's got more, he's got more details than stick figures, right? He's got like his yeah, just that's like the, the the basic and, shape. But yeah, and it's um, like it's an animated person. The obviously. animation style that I'm seeing a lot in this is reminding me a lot of like my neighbor Totoro. Uh, what no. popular <laughs> like popular newer animations like whether it be like Naruto or like um. See that, um, like just newer animation style. Yeah, it's like it's very interesting. It also kind of reminds me a little bit of like ooh. some of the animation from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. And Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that style. Black um, Lagoon. Black yeah. Lagoon. I can also see a little bit of. Uh, James oh, Lagoon I just Crown. lost. It. I just lost it. Um, My Hero Academia. Like a little bit. Yeah, I can nice. see that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh, MFKZ. It's an hour and a half. It's not a super long movie. Short, sweet, to the point. Again, some really interesting visuals. And the main character, he's got like an inner monologue kind of going. And it's really relatable. He's like, oh, my life sucks. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get out of, off the couch today. Oh, it stinks, but I can't do anything about it. Like, it's that, just, it's really relatable. Voice that maybe some of us run into. Dear yeah. Dear. Like when I watched it, I was down in Chandler on, on, our, on my trip, yeah. on my business trips. And... It was the first one, so Savannah wasn't there, and it was over New Year's Eve, so I was already kind of bummed out. Yeah. And I turned it on, and I was like, this is the slightly polished turd 
among the other turds. <laughs> Still a turd, but it's a nice looking turd. It's it's very polished. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my that's, movie. That's MFKZ, sweet. or as it's called on the streets, motherfuckers. Yeah. All right, well, that was a good one. Adult content warning. <laughs> post fact. Yeah, post post fact. By the way, if you didn't know. All right. Explicit warning. Well, that was a good start to the guess. The weekly. You want me to go? Uh, or do you want to go, Zach? Uh, either or. Don't care. Okay. Flip a coin. I'll go. Don't care. Roll a die. I don't okay. care. <laughs> I'll do it. All right. Roll twenty. <laughs> yeah, roll d twenty. <laughs> One. I actually punched myself in the face. Ow. <laughs> um. All right. So my movie is. Ooh, I didn't look up the rating. I believe it's PG. Uh, released in 1981. So that rating doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> the short synopsis. Is young history buff Kevin can scarcely believe it when six dwarfs emerge from his closet one night. Former employees of the Supreme Being, they've purloined a map charting all the holes in the fabric of time and are using it to steal treasures from different historical eras. Taking Kevin with them, they variously drop in on Napoleon, Robin Hood, and King Agamemnon before the Supreme Being catches up with them. Is I know it. Oh, Holy. okay. Well, oh, did it. I was going to say Pinky. First guess, good job. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I didn't want to. I'm so sorry. Everybody <laughs> looked really bummed out that I guessed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> didn't even get everybody else to process it. He's just, boom, that's yep. what it is. Time bandits. I thought it was Pinky. Man, that was, that's got to be a record. Dude, that's a good guess, though. Yeah, Page Master. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that did sound a lot like Page Master until yeah. you talked about how like it was dwarves. I was like, oh, wait. I, I was like, are you supposed to do books for dwarves? It's a Terry Gilliam movie. It's very much. British humor. Uh, Full disclosure, haven't seen it. Oh my goodness! That what? Wait, you, you guessed it, but you haven't seen it. Need to watch it. It's so good. It's really good. It's a very much an '80s movie. Uh, the set design, production design is and really, it sounds, really nice. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know if I've ever. I don't think I've ever seen it either. I, about it. I mean that that is the basic plot. Is you have, and that was the best part. Is it was actually dwarfs. Mid- Little people who are actually in these roles, then so it's it's really good. Three eleven yeah. with the hands. Yeah. <laughs> Can't call me to say. So it was, it was um, and it is also kind of fun because it is like it says in the uh, in the description. It's they're jumping through time, just dropping it at random points, no rhyme or reason, and uh, can't go wrong with it. It has it has all these great British names, and it's fantastic. It's nice. Nice. Whatever. Terry Gilliam movies. I mean, let's, watch it. Let's be honest. The eighties were the eighties were awesome in their well, own. Well, the amount of cocaine that yeah, I think it was <laughs> yeah, awesome in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's like you see a lot. Well, and you see like a lot. You see a lot of franchises coming back from the eighties now. Like there's a lot of franchises coming back out again. Like you know, Transformers a few years ago already, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now we got no more talk about a new Transformers reboot. Like you'll notice how some of these reboots and redos of older eighties movies aren't as good. It's because the uh, producers and directors aren't snorting cocaine. Uh, tens <laughs> of thousands of lines of cocaine. He has math now. I mean, there's a, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> bath salts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw buildings at each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. My turn. Hit it. So, my movie is from 1993. Um, it's rated PG-13. And let's see. I'll read. There's a lot of synopsis here. I'll read, the, I'll read this one. A well-respected Chicago surgeon, Dr. Richard Hammond, has found out that his wife, Helen, has been murdered ferociously in her own home. The police found Kimball and accused him of the murder. Uh, then convicted him of it without justifiable reason and sentenced him to death. However, on his way to prison, Kimball's transport crashed. Kimball escapes and is now on the run. Deputy Sheriff, or excuse me, Deputy Samuel uh, Gerard from Chicago takes charge in the chase of Kimball. However, Kimball takes up his own investigation to find out who really killed his wife to lure Gerard and his team into it as well. You switched the samples so you could sell Provoxin. <laughs> 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 I think somebody. I'm overstimulated. <laughs> uh, you're you're a gym. Thank you, Ryan. I want every doghouse, playhouse, horror house, whorehouse, yeah, whorehouse, outhouse. He says every house, yeah, every house you can imagine. Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't me. It was the one armed. It was the one armed man. 
I don't, I don't care. care. We're all chasing our one armed man after that movie. <laughs> Obviously. It, 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 it's more one armed man, Morty. More session with sex. <laughs> I think we all know what it is. On count three, it's just all say it. One, two, three. The Fugitive. The Fugitive. U.S. Marshals. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> no, that's a, that's Get a, that's a good no, classic good movie. movie. For those that are not familiar with The Fugitive, it's, it's a classic <laughs> Harrison Ford movie. Harrison Ford's playing the lead. Um, Dr. Kimball, who's on the run. And then you have Tommy Lee Jones playing the detective, uh, Gerard chasing after him. Um, classic uh, banter between those two, like some great moments. Sam, uh, Tommy Lee, powerhouses. Tommy cool. Lee kills it, man. I mean, he just murders that role. It's, he does an excellent job for that role. Murders that role, just like <laughs> Harrison oh. Ford's character didn't murder his oh, wife. Like you want our man. <laughs> here's here's what I'll say about the movie. One of my favorite scenes doesn't involve either of them. Right? This is a testament to how good the writing is. It involves it's the Tommy Lee Jones's deputies are investigating or interviewing other doctors that Kimball worked with, and they're all like, "Yeah, he's way smarter than you guys. Yeah, you're not going to find him." <laughs> and it was just like that scene kills me every time I watch it. And again, that boils down to good writing. And if you have good writing and a good story and two powerhouse actors, like we've just mentioned, entire movie. Well, and even like, along. and even the tension that that's built between Tommy Lee and Harrison Ford, their characters meet once the very, you know, towards the beginning of the movie. And then they don't meet again until the climax at the very end. It's, it's, it's kind very, of, very cat and mouse. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Total, total subject change, but it just reminded me of the fifth element where the protagonist and the antagonist never meet each other. That's true. You do got a point. Sorry. That Con- controversial announcement. I've never seen the fifth film. <laughs> what? Get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there's a lot of movies. There, there's a lot of movies from the '90s that I just was Can't not change allowed my movie to watch. My movie <laughs> is now fifth film. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I'll say that you're missing a lot, but at the same time, you're also missing absolutely nothing. That's so. like so Tracy and I. Tracy and I will agree on this. Like the Fifth Element is a great, unique movie in and of itself. Like when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it. Is when I was younger, I was like, "This is really weird." When you're older, there's a lot of things you start to appreciate. Multipass, chicken, chicken, multipass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she knows. She knows it's multipass. Stop, stop. It's <laughs> it's on the list of things to watch. It's just not super high up there. Top of the list right now is Parasites. Cause yeah. Which, fun fact for all you Hulu subscribers, it is coming to Hulu April 10th, I think? Oh, wow. Or 4th. Okay. It's coming soon. So yeah. if you don't want to shell out two bucks at Redbox to rent it, <laughs> or if you live in the middle of nowhere and you only have the internet, just wait a month or two. You'll, you'll be yeah, fine. You'll get it. Yeah. No, I really want to watch that. And it, can I just say, I'm so glad Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor, The Joker. I'm also glad that Hilder, wherever, Jürgen Gurdon, Lieberhosen, the really great sound person, that she that she won for best original soundtrack. Yeah, because those were my two favorite parts of the movie, and it was just it's the, the sound and the acting. Well, like um, Joaquin, like I mean, he like he sacrificed quite a bit for this role too. I mean, let's think about it. Like, so skinny, he lost fifty pounds oh, or something like just that. Just like yeah, how much like how much you went through to like he's a bag of bones portray so. that, right? Luckily, I will say this: I think that based on the fact that we had Heath Ledger's performance, where Heath goes full method and ended in suicide, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Jared Leto, who goes to the other end of the spectrum of Full Method and <laughs> puts used condoms outside his coworkers' trailers. You know? <laughs> he found that happy medium yeah. of like, I'm not going to be a dick, but I am going to be in a dark place. To, and it was just so it's so amazing. The uh, I don't know how recently because I, I I have a whole playlist of uh, movie themes that I really like, and I regularly listen to the uh, the Joker theme and. I will steal a YouTube comment that I've read that many other YouTube comments have stolen themselves. Uh, it's the anthem of depression. Because yeah. when you listen to that song, it's just like, yeah. See, I actually like get really pumped up when I listen to it. Not like in a weird way, but I'm like, oh, so good. You're, yeah, you're, you, you go a weird way with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that one kid that everybody's like, oh my God. Don't sit me next to him on the bus. I'm afraid. Brian deserves his own bench. Yeah. 
I have my own couch. <laughs> I hit the Instead of putting a muzzle on Ryan. That's what you might hear their kids. <laughs> I'm the one ah. on, the, on the bus that had a seatbelt. You <laughs> strapped it. Scott Farrell. Seatbelts are illegal, but for Ryan, we're making an exception. Made a homemade one out of bungee cords. <laughs> bungee cords. Strap more, more, more like straps. I love the ratchets. <laughs> Good times. <clears throat> Probably the biggest. Jump, jumping into more movie news, because we, we kind of slid our way in there like a sneaky snake. Um, well, first of all, I, I want to say you're welcome, Star Wars Theory, for shouting out the Vader short film. A week before your announcement. Yeah, liter- right? Literally, the, 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 the trailer drops and it's like, ooh, uh-huh. uh, there's, there's How wait. coincidental. They're, they're just waiting. They're sitting there. They're ready. We'll do it. All the blockbuster, blockbuster bros. bros. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Pull trigger. So you're welcome. Enhance that image. <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. It's going to be great. Um, but the biggest news would probably be Jurassic Park got its title. Well, Jurassic World, whatever. Yeah, whatever. The, new, the new Jurassic Park movie got its title, started filming. Next 100 days, whole filming. Yay, hooray. Domini on. That's Jurassic true. World Dominion. Domini out. Domini on or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Domini. <laughs> I said it on, Piran on purpose because he knows I dislike yeah. that franchise. Uh, um, it's... Yeah, I have I have reser- <laughs> reserved excitement because of the short film, The Battle at Big Rock, that they released, uh, which was who knew a fifteen minute short film could be better than two and a half hours of the watching Jurassic World, Chris Pratt, Fallen Kingdom. Which I mean, no fault his own. Chris Pratt's written movies. Chris Pratt is a shining stallion. Chris in Pratt is in this position now where he is a char- like he himself is a character. Like, yeah. and I and I talked to I talked to one of my old friends about this when we went and saw Magnificent Seven when it came out. I was like, I'm not seeing this character that he, I'm just Pratt. I'm just seeing Chris Pratt in a western. Yep. Yep. Well, it's and, like that, or either like me, it's like it's like Star Lord. It's like I see Star Lord. There's Star Lord. More Star Lord. Like you know, yeah. Like even in like what was that? There was that movie. Um, I can't remember the movie that he was starting. He started the movie with a ship with the two passenger passengers. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! Oh my god! That was incredible. Look at that, that simple farm boy brain. That was like, <laughs> I can see the potato generating a current in his brain. <laughs> it was a connect the dots, and it was just a straight line. <laughs> Anybody else want a potato now? Absolutely. Anybody else beautiful. see the exits? Oh. It's Oh, my Lord. Uh, which one's the idiot this Yeah, but no, I, I agree. So, so with passengers, like, that whole time I was like, I see Star-Lord, because he's, like, you know, he's goofing around. He's doing his thing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. It's like, I love Chris Pratt. Don't get me wrong. I think he's fun. Totally yeah. a guy I would hang out with. But Where, Where's the Chris Pratt from the Wanted movie? I want that Chris Pratt again. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was just in deep hypnosis therapy and you tried to pull out some repressed <laughs> childhood memory. Yeah, seriously. Is this your card? I forgot, I forgot Hi, I he was in that. Oh my yeah, gosh. I kind of forgot that he was in that too, actually. So uh, You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. But, I, but I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, yeah, anytime you see Chris Pratt, it's, it's, it's the same one. Just cookie cutter. So I, I do. I did. I actually really liked him in Jurassic, the first Jurassic World. He was probably my yeah. favorite part. Yeah. Besides the Raptors, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that. I I think that for this movie to be better than Fallen Kingdom, they need to recognize two things. And those two, and I talked to you a little bit about one of them. Yes. One of those things is. Jeff Goldblum, at the end of Fallen Kingdom, made it seem like these dinosaurs getting out was the worst thing that could happen. Okay. And then we watched the escape happen. There's only, and I told Trace this, I was like, I only saw like two or three species of dinosaurs that had more than one animal. Yeah. More than one. So... And not only that, they were out in the wilderness. They were talking like, what was it like? It's supposed to be up in like Washington, Oregon area. I think it was Montana. Northern California, Montana. So like, hmm, reptiles, cold weather, uh, mm, that doesn't go very well. Yeah. I mean, I I guess 
they could they could pull a little sneaky on us and be like, we had a secondary facility where we kept eggs and they all hatched. <laughs> but <laughs> probably I, if if I were to work at it, this, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not okay. pitching a full movie, but <laughs> if I were going to course correct, <laughs> surprise <this>. pictures. Um, <laughs> Sounds like we need to do a pitch about the this. doctor at the end of Fallen Kingdom, the guy that's been in the that was in the original Jurassic Park yeah. trilogy, and now he's in this one. He takes a bunch of embryos and he leaves. That's the end of uh, yeah. Jurassic World. And then in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, he like gets pulled out and they're like, no, 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 you come with us. So my theory would be that that company, whoever is pulling the strings behind that, is like, hey, we're going to make these assault dinosaurs to hunt the other dinosaurs. And then you've got like all the dinosaurs are out loose and they're not listening to anybody. And then it's like, Chris Pratt, you know dinosaurs. You and this squadron of raptors with explosive <laughs> charges in their heads oh, are now going to hunt down the dinosaurs and <coughs> terrorists. My thing is, it's like... That's the only way it could be good, in my opinion. Easy think, slip into a surprise sequel, Team America 2, the dinosaur one. <laughs> America! Okay. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I've got a few different things. This is something we should definitely pitch about one day because I think it'd be interesting to see what we all. What's have, probably right? going to happen is after we go see it, we'll have we if it's bad, we'll have like a Fantastic Beasts like a red picture, like this was terrible. Here's how it should yeah, yeah redconning it because like I, I've got a few different ideas with I think how it should go. I but, think there's going to be dinosaurs in the movie. Like yeah, but that's one good point that you had about that whole <laughs> that whole incident though, at the end of it, where you know it's like Jeff and Gold, Jeff Goldblum's character makes it seem like it's the end of the world. You know, it's like, oh, the dinosaurs are going to take over, right? It's like, I'd like to see a T-Rex or any other big monstrosity dinosaur go up against, like, an A-10 warthog or, like, yeah. a tank. You know, it's like, I'd like to see that. I'd love to see it take a tank around and see how well it stands. Well, like that and, like, explosive ordnance, all that stuff. But at the same time, like, and, and again... Not pitching a movie. If this were my movie, that that arc I just gave would be the kind of main thing. But yeah. if you're hunting dinosaurs, I would just hire extreme sharpshooters. Yeah, bang done. right through the eyeball because they're not they're not invincible. Yeah, like, that's what that's what makes it kills me about that. Is it make it they kill the Indoraptor, the hybrid unkillable, a cloned child, and two middle aged people. One a scientist and one an animal wrangler killed the Indoraptor. Didn't they kill on like a wasn't it a statue that it no, fell on or a, what? The Endoraptor. Oh, wait, no, the Endoraptor. Yeah, they killed it. Yeah. It was like... Sorry, that's the other one. The Indominus Rex and a raptor, and then they were like, it needs a mom. It just... There's a lot of problems. And then the little girl... That that was the straw. That, up until Surprise, that she's point, a clone. when she hit the when she hit the spoil. If you haven't watched it, whatever. Spoilers. It's not that good. Okay, it's not but like your times. So don't worry. So about we've it. got the scene. They're in the 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 dinosaurs are dying, and I'm in the theater like, holy shit! What a ballsy move! I can't wait to see what they do in the next film for the fallout for what just happened. Yeah. And then I hear. Yeah. I look over and I hear the girl. They're alive, just like me. And I said, turn to Tracy, and I said, you've got to be <laughs> shitting me. Said it dead to rights in the theater. That People movie, weren't happy. That movie had a chance to be ballsy with killing all the dinosaurs, mm. and it, it just pff, it let it go. It was like, nope, we're not going to do Because that. they had it's a easy. contingency to make it so dinosaurs weren't extinct. But anyway, I digress. Um, all I know is I am excited because all the original cast is coming back, supposedly. Laura Dern. Samuel. Uh, yep. Oh, really? Uh, yes, and Jeff Goldblum. Uh, no, there's others I'm forgetting, but supposedly, like, it's a, it's going to be a star cast coming back. I know, I'm just, I, I just, I'm really curious to see what they do. I mean, my frustrations that I ran into the most recent Jurassic Parks can't talk. Ugh. My video brain is fried. Do <laughs> 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 <Passengers. laughs> yeah. What, what's, what's that movie with the passengers? There's two of them? Oh, yeah, passengers. <laughs> it's going to be a running joke now. Ha ha, laugh it up. Anyway. Um, it's just for this recording. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah we're very... for all of our viewers now, man. It's okay. Anyway, it's okay. We'll get your, so your own shirt. I'm used to it. We'll get your own shirt. Passengers. <laughs> that's a, that's our next one. The one the one with two passengers. Oh, passengers! Like, <laughs> um, anyway, my point is, is like, it seems like whenever the Jurassic Park movies that recently come out, they have the, they try to have this part where it's like a plot twist. They do a shitty job at hiding it, because like. Um, as an example, in Jurassic World, the first one with Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. 
that one made me laugh because when it was like, oh, it's been bred with other things and secretive something else. That's ah, a raptor. Yeah. Then towards the end of the movie, oh, it was raptor blood. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, my gosh. It was raptor blood. It's like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, I thought it was extra cuddlefish. Like it would be like it would have been it would have been a better movie if they just said that flat out. Oh, it's Raptor. Just like kind of like oh shit, really? Like you know, just rather than try to be all secretive and make it as twist. I think that's like through all of its faults, like both Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. There's some oh, some really really good parts. Like if you took all the good parts of those two movies and mushed them together. Oh yeah, and then cut out the poopy parts, you'd still have like a really fairly cohesive good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's what kills me is there's like all this extra fluff that's just kind of like like I, mean, I like the thing. Shows <laughs> the dinosaurs eating people. Shut up. I Nobody admit, cares. I like, I like the aspect of the whole idea of cloning humans. I thought that was a really good interesting perspective to bring into the movie the idea behind it. Um, however, Execution. That, however, yeah, they, the way they executed it, it was like it was total like Oh, he, what it was, I can't remember, I've watched the movie once and I can't remember, it was something like, like, he didn't agree with me with what I was wanting to do, and I was like, oh, you want to make human clones, okay, I knew that from a mile away. Again, <laughs> if, if you're going to do that and have it be a twist, I, this is what I thought as soon as they talked about human cloning, I thought it was going to be revealed that this benefactor, the guy that's in the movie, yeah. the older guy, I thought it was going to be revealed that he was a clone of Hammond. That'd be cool. And I was like... Ooh. Oh shit! And then like, oh, it's his daughter. I was like, ah, wasted it again. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Colin so, Trevor. So you know what the the twist is going to be for Dominion, right? Oh jeez, dinosaur human hybrids. Oh. Ew. Eh, maybe, but more likely. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's, that's Tracy. probably true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more oh my gosh! Would you? I'm yeah, just yeah, excited yeah. for the twist. When the group is cornered and Laura Dern gets on a raptor. Oh my god. Uh, I hyperdrive explodes her way through the T Rex army. (laughs) That whole, oh man. A plot twist so bad we had to go through and retcon in Rise of Skywalker that it could never be recreated. Yeah. It's a one in a million shot. Uh, you line two ships up, you put them into hyperspace. Well, I'm sorry. Why? Why are we even shooting at each other? We should just be sending just hyperspace ships missiles at each other. Um, that, totally different but subject. I, but I, I spent a whole, a whole yeah, okay. episode talking I'm gonna, I'm gonna about that. I'm going to apologize to the audience right now. We're talking about a train wreck of a podcast. It kind of went way off the rails. That's, that's, this, this is a fun one though, because like, fun. There, mean, there's no pitch that we have to go through and do, so it's just movie news. There's some other stuff we want to get to, but like. Yeah, I, I just I like having these discussions. I mean, it's fun. I just wanted to throw it out there for those that were like not expecting Jurassic Park. Like, sorry, not sorry. It's been fun. That's <laughs> the big movie news. I apologize for nothing. And the, that's the other uh, side note. Speaking of Disney and Star Wars and everything, uh, we traded one Bob for another. Bob yeah. Iger, the CEO of Disney, stepped down, and there's new Bob in town. He's like Bob something Bob's or another. Right. But literally, we traded one Bob, Bob for another. Bob Iger 2.0. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> the second ball. Yeah. Um, other movie news. I mean, yeah, Sonic's out now at this point. Yeah, right? Sonic's out. Gotta go fast. Um, gotta watch it. Really enjoyed it. I think everybody should go watch it. We're actually gonna go watch it again tomorrow. Um, nice. I highly, I highly recommend watching it. Like, yeah, when they first announced it, and you know, there was the bad CGI originally from the first first pitches. Don't on you. Um, you go to look back to Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Just it was it was like I was really really skeptical, and then when uh, I think we broke Tracy, and then when uh, then when all the feedback came back from online, all the internet the trolls, everybody making fun of it. You know what, guys, you're right. Let's fix this turd pile. They they did. They totally fixed it and made him look actually decent. I feel like this is what happened. The whatever production company was in charge of it was like, no, we're going with this. And he's like, all right, I'll show you that it's going to be bad. Let's release a trailer. Oh, and they're didn't like, care, but didn't. Oh, uh, yeah, then go ahead and fix it. Plot was he'd been working on it since day one anyways to try and fix the CGI. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I think I think they did a good job with uh, with like the jokes in it that are in there, the references. For those that are, I like Robotnik. Like, yeah, especially, yeah, I, I really love the way they went with Robotnik on this. I was kind of nervous just because, like, don't get me wrong, I grew up on Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. At the same time, I was just—I wasn't quite sure what it would look like with him as Robotnik, and I think he did really well with it. I think he did an excellent job with it. Yep, Sonic's out. Go check it out. Um, 
No Time to Die. It's gotten some new posters and updates and <coughs> stuff. Uh, Billie Eilish released the theme oh, song, No Time, no to, Time to Die. Billie Eilish is my favorite British singer. <laughs> I, I Here's what I'll say. Um, the group that did Casino Royale wasn't British. Yeah. So I, I can see. And I'm, here's another. Maybe the Mandela effect has hit me and I'm in another reality. <laughs> but did Quantum of Solace ever have like a theme song like the other ones? Not really. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched it in quite a long time. Yeah, I was about to say I haven't watched it in years. Here's the thing with Quantum of Solace. I'm going to step back for you a little bit on this one just to kind of bring you guys up to speed. Quantum of Solace was in that phase where there was a huge writer strike going on. So what basically happened was like Daniel Craig and like a couple of the producers and a couple other actors got together and were like, oh, we need to come up with a script. Here's like a skeleton. What do we do? And so not having that experience in writing and getting it developed they kind of ran with what they had. So Quantum of Solace is almost its unique unicorn in this situation because it was a movie that was produced with a well-known character that wasn't following its typical pattern of movies. Thank so, you for the insight. I've been know that, actually. Yeah, yeah so Quantum of Solace, that's they just, why... They just pulled the, uh, the custodian. They're like, you, you know how to write. Uh, uh. So Quantum of Solace... on my Wattpad page. <laughs> I, will, I will say Quantum of Solace is far from one of my favorite Bond movies. However, it is it is a decent movie for what it is. I, I actually don't think it's, it's that terrible. bad. I, I will say this. I think that Daniel Craig's Bond movies have the most rewatchability. Like I said... I, I've watched Quantum of Solace a few times. I haven't in a few years, so like that's why I'm not 100 on the memory for it. Like I think I think they did well with what they had, and I and I don't mind Quantum of Solace. I really don't. Um, but that's just the situation with it. Is just it didn't really have a theme song, just because I think they just they kind of like oh, yeah, here's what we're like. Yes. There's no <laughs> artist that we want to do a James Bond theme song, and it's tough because I mean. James Bond has this allure behind him, like with theme songs and whatnot. It's like we have a lot of well-known tied musicians that go towards James Bond too. There's like, yeah, like <sighs> where do you even start? Like Beatles did one. Yeah, there's a lot. I Tina mean, Turner, you're talking about Adele, a, Sam Smith, like just recently. It's a character that's been in in movies for like what over? He's been in the movie in the seventy years, fifties, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we started. You know, it was a Doctor No came out in nineteen sixty. I can't remember yeah. what year now. Long yeah. time. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of really good ones. Um, so, but when you think about like Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones did it, did one. You know, there's quite a few different musicians. Aerosmith did one. Aerosmith, like yeah. So let's look at the top. The top. The year Quantum of Solace came out was 2008. Let's look at the top billboards. Mm. Boy, that took them back. So we had uh, Low from Flo Rida. <laughs> oh, jeez. The Flo. R- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got the quantum, 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 quantum of solace with the boots with the fur, <laughs> boots with the fur. That's uh, like a shoe tie. Apologize by Timberland. Oh, it's too late. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have been a terrible artist to do a bomb thing. Timberland, Timberland could have pulled it off. I think. Yeah. Cold play was number thirteen. Coldplay would have been Viva la vida. Um, was that really? Did that really come out in two thousand eight? It was just at the top. Of oh my god! I'm getting so old. Yeah, I, I feel freaking man. I feel Katy old. Perry, I kissed a girl. It's number fourteen. Was, I quantum. She, the she actually would, she would have been a good <laughs> choice. She would. Yeah. For a Bond I think. Theme I think. It, yeah. Because I mean, like Alicia Keys did one too, right? She did. A, she did a Bond movie, I think. I think she did. Uh, um. Die again another day. No, she did. Uh, the world is not enough. No, she did. She did one of the newer ones. I think she did. I think she did quant. No, not quantum. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> um, I think she did the uh, uh, Spectre. No, maybe not. No, she Spectre was Sam Smith. Oh, was that Sam Smith? Damn it. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: uh, No Time to Die is going to be the longest Bond movie ever. Dude, 163 minutes. I, like, I'm not going to lie, like, the, <laughs> I guess it's the propaganda, the posters that they're releasing, the the, the the images and everything they're releasing for the movie, the trailers, like, I, I'm getting stoked. Like, it looks like it's going to be a really good movie. Oh. Hmm? So, oh. this can't be right. Oh, dear. It says Alicia Keys did Quantum Sauce. Oh, oh wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Alicia, Keys. <laughs> Alicia Keys and the White Stripes. Uh, apparently, my true autism is showing today. Right. <laughs> Somebody give me a fidget spinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I knew she did one. I was like, I just don't remember which one. Okay, she did Call of Duty. Cubity chin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go check it out now. Anyways. Mm. But yes, uh, no time to die. Like you're saying, I think it's going to be really good, dude. Some of those, ah, just some of those posters. I just some of those posters. Are I, love good. The co- I love the color scheme. The way we left the Bond theme. was at a at a turning point where it was like, is he going to hang up the, the right? The I mean, because at the end of it, it was just you know he drove off in the Aston Martin yeah. with whatever the Lisa camera. Do. That's yeah, that's lady, lady five hundred and thirty. Yeah, lady five hundred and fifty nine. My gonorrhea could kill a man from five feet away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> see how do I identify Bond's dead body? Let's see. Does he have a liver? No. Does he have syphilis? Yes. Okay. <laughs> We've got him. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So and and as Tracy remembers, like I love James Bond. Yep. Um, that was our second or third pitch. Was we did my my Bond. dream Bond movie. Oh, so good. And. Which is something we might read because I know you said you wanted to potentially do a Bond movie. I would love to do a pitch for a Bond movie. However, I do need to go back and listen to your pitch so I don't make sure that we're not like doing the same thing. Yeah. Hmm, this pitch sounds really familiar. People are like, wait, Rock Johnson with a carbon fiber synthetic jaw? Yeah. Yeah, I would really love to. I've got a few ideas in the works. I'd love to do a Bond pitch. I'd love to do a Halo pitch. I would love to do a bunch of different pitches. Well, it's not like we're stopping anytime soon. True. Um, if we get the recording space that we were, we were talking about before we started recording, we could probably start doing a little more frequently because it would just be like on the way home from yep. work. Everybody stops in my place. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. The future's um, bright. Yes. Also, so still working everything else out too with it, right? Yeah. Like we do have the merch working in progress. We got the we got we're on the upside of that. So yeah. support his own Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the images. There was the video that was released, concept video for the Batman suit. Yes. Um, also, the set photos have been released. Yep. Featuring uh, what I what looks like a, it's a stunt. Yeah, yeah I think it's definitely a stunt man. Um, but in what I would have, I'm going to call for right now the beta suit for like, at the yeah. end of the movie, he's like, it's time for an upgrade. And Alfred's like, yes, Master Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> right away, sir. Yes. Is it, a, is it still, who's who's in place for me? Is was it, it, was it Andy Serkis? I was about to say. I know he Andy, was in, he Andy Serkis, as far as I sure, as far as I were, I think, I think he was on board. I think okay. he was on board as, as. Because uh, I know we, we Alfred. had confirmed that. We've got so we've got the penguin was going to be played by Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's mm-hmm. penguin. We have um, Zoe Kravitz. She's Catwoman, um, and then it was what we have the Riddler, which is played by Neil Patrick Harris. No, what was his name? His name Paul was Dano like, was on board for it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah he's still it. it's there. it's Paul Dano. Yeah, um, thank you. Andy Circus is going to be Alfred Pennyworth. Nice. Carmine Falcone is going to be played by John Turturro. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright from Westworld, a few, quite a few other projects. He's going to be James Gordon. Mm. Mm. Um, it looks like there's com- there's a commissioner, so it's it, it looks like it's really going to follow Year One comics. I like I, I'm liking that a lot because I... Batman Year One is one of my. I, I think the Dark Knight Re- Returns. Those ones are my favorite animated Batman films. But year one is my is my number two, um, so if they're following that as close as it looks, it's going to be amazing. And I require Andy Serkis to be Alfred Pennyworth with his golem voice. <laughs> Someone just want to watch the Red Band, Mister Red. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright is playing. That's right. You're right, Jeffrey Wright, which he plays uh, Felix Slider from the Spawn movies. Yep. So yeah, um, I think the suit looks amazing. I, I agree. I love the way the suit looks. Um, all that feedback on the online about all the Marvel fans freaking out saying it's a copy of Daredevil. Get your heads out of your asses. What the hell are you guys looking at? Like, it was a cow. It's a shame. Yeah, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Put that thing on his head. I do like that he's got the the white eye yeah. covers. Yep. yep. That like was, that. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yes. So we're in the right space. We're doing the right work. It looks like that may be some type of driving mode, like windshield wipers. Or it could be. Windshield. <laughs> well, windshield I, mean, I I like the idea of that just because, the, like, when you like when you look at Batman comics, like you read them um, or cartoons and stuff like that, right? Whatever the variation may be, right? You always see that his hood has all this tech in it, right? Like he can pull up like you know like artificial like feedback, like you know like holograms and stuff like that, and it's like it makes sense that he would have a cover over his eyes showing that. So. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the night is when he put on the 
3D imaging stuff. Yeah. Had the cap. Oh, yeah. That was sweet. But the rest of it, he didn't have that. And it's, I don't know, for some reason, that's always been a disconnect for me from Batman. It's just like, realize. when you can see his I'm like, uh, and I think that was part of where the the Dark Knight series was going. It was like a more a more real gritty Batman. It's 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 tough with the cowl, right? Because you don't want the cowl to look clunky. Because like when you do get that section where it does cover the eyes, it kind of looks goofy. Um, that and it's like it's hard for actors to portray emotions and portray what the characters yeah, and doing so without that's, their that's eyes. That's why I give it a pass. Like that's why I'm not like that's it. I, I, it that's not bad. Like. I'm, now, I'm willing to. There's the suspension of disbelief <laughs> is still happening. Yeah. But like that's why I think I really liked Ben Affleck's Batman so much is because when he puts on the the suit, the mech suit, yeah, it's got the eyes and they're lit up. <clears throat> I was like, for me, I was like, yes. And again, Dark Knight Returns was my favorite animated film, yeah. and that's straight out of Dark Knight Returns, and it was just so much cool. Like, and you guys both know. Batman vs Superman is probably my favorite DC movie so far. Ooh, controversial. Um, <laughs> I don't think so, Let's look at it this way. I, let's uh, look at how. Let's look at the movies that have come out since then from DC. Suicide Squad, man. That just right after Batman vs Superman. Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, solid film. I like it. It's got a kind of a shaky third act. Good film. Justice League. <laughs> Aquaman, Shazam, two two more solid movies, but they're following that campy side, which yeah. again is fine. My problem, my problem with Batman is like Batman has been campy and it's lost it lost its luster. I mean, look at the the, the Joel Schumacher series this is a perfect example, right? We had Tim Burton's Batman, who was serious, it was dark, had a little tiny bit of campy in it just because it involved the Joker and whatnot, and eventually involved the Penguin. But other than that, Batman was pretty serious. Then, as soon as like he jumped out, Joel Schumacher jumps in. You got Val Kilmer's Batman, who's got it's kind of in the middle. It's kind of in the middle in a way, but it's still a little bit more campier because it added in like Robin and all the jokes involving Robin and all that. And then it had like, you know, had the weird premise with like had the weird premise going with uh, with Riddler and Two Face, and you know, it was it was was a little campier, not a whole lot, but a little bit campier, a little bit more colorful and vibrant. I would say the the villains were definitely more campy. Oh yeah, the villains were like. Don't get me wrong. I liked I liked Tommy Lee Jones' Two Face a lot, just because he portrayed the, the psycho aspect behind him, like this crazy wing nut. <laughs> um, but it was just, it's still campy. Then you got the George Clooney travesty, <laughs> bat nips, <laughs> bat nips, and all. You got the super campy, the whole Bane. Bane is a complete moron. All he is is just muscles, and that's it. Um, yeah, you got the painful Schwarzenegger portrayal. Now I will say this: one thing that I appreciated about that movie is all the one-liners, the one-liners. because they're funny as shit. What could be a dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Chill out, bird boy. Just yeah, all kinds of ice to meet you. <laughs> just all the all the little one-liners, all the the typical, just worth it. You know, that was. But other than that, the movie was just, it was a complete joke, and there was a reason why the Batman series shut down after that point up to Batman Returns. Batman Begins, yeah. and or yeah, Batman Begins. I'm sorry. So yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that the the powers that be for that intellectual property have kind of figured out like fans don't want a campy Batman. And with that, I will say this much as well with the whole Batman thing is because this is just I'm a vivid Batman fan. Like I own all kinds of shit about Batman. I, anyways, I'm diversing here, divulging here. My thing with Batman is, like, I feel like they're starting to get better with the idea of hitting him more on the serious note and not going with overboard with it. My one beef that I have with the bat, the bat flick Batman is, like, the whole Martha, oh, why'd you say that name? And he has, like, this mental breakdown. It's like, come on. We don't so, need that. Here, okay. That was my one beef with that. We're, <laughs> we're, we got way off topic. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm going to take a moment to defend that scene. Not saying it, it could have been executed a lot better. I 100% agree with that. I, I agree with that. But I went opening night to a crowded theater. Okay? It's packed. People were dressed up, full Batman garb. Like, it was a big deal. Okay? I'm there opening night. That line happened, and, like, it starts playing the music and the flashback. The whole theater gasped. It wasn't like everybody was like, Oh, Martha. It was something that the internet picked up on and just built on it. And people were like, yeah, it is pretty funny. But like in the moment, and I rewatched it with Savannah the other day, 
that scene still has like a lot of emotional weight. And here's the thing. I, I totally get that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a reason why Batman is Batman because of the emotions behind it. Right. I just feel that like, to me, it just, it portrayed a bad light in the sense of like, people are now not understanding that Batman does what he does because he wants to prevent that from happening to anybody else. Not the idea that he's <laughs> obviously he's got issues. I mean, we all got issues. Let's be honest here. But in the sense of that, he's not he's not a, a loose cannon psycho on vengeance. His idea is that he wants to, to stop this from ever happening again. Yeah, that's Thomas Wayne's job. Yeah, <laughs> Flashpoint Batman. <laughs> so I, I just um, so that was just my one beef was just that whole I don't know. It just to me it's just, it's like it could have been executed better. I felt because it just when he. Because when he's like, when he freaks out, he just freaks out. Why would you say that name? It's like it's almost like, oh, he snapped. He's gonna kill everybody now. Look out! Like yeah. you know, just it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, like I said, could have been executed better. I think that we're spending a lot of time on Batman. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I think that for that movie to have pulled off that scene, it should have been executed a little bit differently about the delivery. Definitely, I think that it shouldn't have been Martha. It's like. They're gonna kill my mom. He should have been like, moms. I lost my mom. Like yeah. that. It should have been like my mom should have been the trigger, and he'd be like, "What do you mean, your mom? You're an alien." Yeah. Like that's. I think that's how the dialogue should have gone. See, and I would have no problem with that one bit. And there should have been a scene because he look. It, it's there's a lot of show don't tell happening in that movie, which the Ultimate Edition definitely fixed a lot of the problems that I personally had. But there should have been a scene, and I don't know if this was in the script or if it wasn't in the script, there needed to be some scene where Batman, Alfred calls Batman out, and he's like, you're, this isn't you. This was when you were the Batman, you were never this violent. Um, you're getting people killed in prison. That's not what you're about. You're about people being served by justice. And there should have been some scene, because we've got Jason Todd's armor, and yeah. there should have been some scene saying, like, I was that way, and we lost Jason. I'm never going to lose somebody again. I'm always going to be on the preemptive. And then that could have lent more into why he views Batman or Superman as such a threat. There was just two, I think those two key scenes would have fixed a lot of the narrative problems that people had. But yeah, it's, mean, hard, it's hard to fit a, a, that much detail into a movie. So there's, yeah, and, the, it, but, not and again, that's happens. if, if you're doing in this ultimate edition, mm -hmm. right? Those are two, in my opinion, pivotal scenes that tell a big story about where Batman's been, where he is, and where he's going. Yeah. And if you're going to try to to nail the bat, like if you're going to try to master this Batman story, that's got to be told the right way. Well, and like, you know, and that's the thing is, like, I like, you know, I I understood it just being being the Batman fan that I that I am. You know, it's like I understood where it was all going with, and you know, and all that. But I just I felt bad because like a lot of my friends that have watched it have always come to me and they're like. What? I'm confused. What's going on? See, and I, and I loved it. There was so many comic storylines that I was just like, yes, I like that. Ooh, Injustice. I like, like, there was a lot going on that worked for me. Yeah. And, and I, and I still, to this day, will tell people, like, it's, I, I would say that one is ousted a little tiny bit by Man of Steel as my favorite DC movie. But Man of Steel is, like, a very close second. So, but yes, anyways... Moral of the All story. to say, new Batman movie's coming out, guys. New Batman yeah. movie's coming out. <laughs> Which is really, the Bat Cycle. To get, to get back to it, I really think this new Batman movie is going to be awesome. I really like the way they're going with it, the way it looks. I think it's going to be executed very well. In fact, it's it's kind of going to be a vibe feel of almost like Batman Begins, giving that, that excitement, that feel like, oh, here's a new Batman. Let's see what they're going to do with it, right? So The time of Marvel is over. The time of the DC has come. Ready my whole life, it. I thought my life was tragedy. And I found out it's a fucking comedy. It's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, Batman news. What? Did, Did we hit all the big points? points? Yeah, is there anything else really left? Like, check. Had a list here for the was... movie news. Oh, um, else is there? I believe this is all conjecture. I haven't confirmed it with a, with anything concrete. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> my understanding is that Mark Hamill has been offered a role. In season two of The Witcher. Oh, I did hear about that. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I did hear about that. Um, don't know how concrete that is. My Witcher knowledge is next to none. I've played The Witcher 3 game for about 20 minutes. Uh. I bought the first two Witcher books, which Savannah and I are intending on reading. But my Witcher knowledge is I think he would pull off an 
extremely excellent Vesemir. I think that I think that was the name that I saw. In the that article. could be a part. I think yeah, because there's that show that he about uh, Knights in the Crusade. Mark Hamill. I don't know if you've seen that. Hasn't gained a lot of traction. It looks really good. I haven't watched it yet, but he plays like a crotchety old night guy. And he's training people. Here's how you can be better. And I'm thinking about that. Him as Vesemir. This would be good. So that would be cool. I'd be down for that. Yeah, and then I think they were saying something about Tormund. The guy that plays Tormund might be involved in season three as well. Interesting. Or season two, sorry. Jump ahead. Uh, yeah, jump way ahead. <laughs> uh, also, earlier reviews are coming in for the new Amazon series Hunters, and it's really positive. I'm yes. very excited to watch it. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, yeah. I think we covered... We've had a lot of odd discussion. I, I enjoy having these mm-hmm. discussions with you guys because I feel like at the end of the day, we're not like, this is my opinion and you have to like it. We're like, all right, I've got some, I've got a different point of view on something that I didn't it's know. It's like about. a rock suit. See, that's like, what, like you and I really differ on Jurassic World. <laughs> like, see, this <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, always like, you know what, you got a point. Maybe it'll be good. And that's what, that's what I love about like discussions wise is like, as long as you keep civil and like agree with each other and, and not fight. I have no problem talking about stuff. Yeah, we saved the move the fights for like March Madness and stuff. Right. Um, we just judge other people <laughs> while they fight. One 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 last thing, movie news wise, is uh, is the uh, Quiet Place Two trailer that just recently dropped. I saw it was released. Have not watched it. March. I actually don't want any more details. So, uh, yeah, so. March twentieth, it's coming out. So mm, yes, twentieth, twenty sixth, something like that. Yeah. Yep. So that dropped today. So those are interested in looking into um, that. Also, The Invisible Man comes out tomorrow. Yes. Ooh, yeah, that's right. So about that. I think we're going to go watch that with my little brother yeah. this weekend. So I will let you, we will let you guys know at the beginning of our March Madness tournament how that's going. Um, There's a man, and he's invincible. <laughs> yes. So, um, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening to these three grown men talk about movies and such. Uh, as always, there's all our listening platforms, Google Play Music, Apple Music. We have many different platforms, right? Come listen to us. Yeah, Let your friends know. Again, um, we are, right right now, we'll just, and we'll probably create a post on the Facebook page, have you guys shared around. Um, I think Maya's working on our Instagram account. Yeah, yeah we're working so, on that. We're trying to branch. Here's the thing, guys. We're branching out. I am, uh, to quote, Tracy from a few moments ago talking about Mark Hamill. I'm a crotchety old man <laughs> in a 25 year old's body. So the technology aspect I'm kind of into, but uh, we're trying to get out there in social media more. We're trying to have more of a presence so you guys can go through and kind of keep updated on what we're doing. It doesn't help that we've kind of limited our recording schedule right now. The, the thing about that is uh, professionally, we've all both, we've all kind of been being pulled different ways. Yep. Um, and then there, um, podcast doesn't put bread on the table. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. it's like, it's still it's a like, hobby for right now. The more it grows, it's looking like that might change sometime time down soon, the line. One we're, day we'll we're, be big on Patreon too. We're we're working on it. It's a work in progress. Right? We're got the merch. We're going to be rolling out here soon, shortly. Hopefully, got to work I'm, on that. I feel like we're all at the point where this is. I, I'm I'm content doing what we're doing now. Building upon it, yes, it would definitely be fun, but I'm not like, we have to get to the next level, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. Um, there's also some stuff that we, again, we've got in the pipe. We've got uh, the movie script that Tracy and I started last year, which we definitely need to pull Zach in on, get him up to speed. Yep. Um, yeah. I there's also our, the couple of short films that we were tossing around. <laughs> there's, there's like, there's uh. some stuff that we would love to start making, um, but again... Time plus money plus all these things combined equals yeah, so, sadly all super available. Sadly, we're not quite up to the snuff of living off of our podcast, so we have to do a, a circle. And in this circle, it's all these things that we want to and across the room, across the cosmos. That's that's resources we have. Yeah, they're not meeting up. I mean, we're we're slowly again. I don't, I don't want to sound like we're not doing it. We're, we're, we're making strides, guys. Um, but just between between work and some other stuff that's going on also, um, some other projects that I'm involved in personally, like my time is being split 
I did a few different ways. So we're going to start trying to get you guys more regular recordings. Um, I think the hour length episodes are pretty good. I don't have any problems with that. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, it's been fun. And thank you guys up top. Another episode oh all in the books. We will, uh, <laughs> as, I don't remember exactly what our timeline was looking at, but I know we had March Madness. Do we have two months after that before we start end our season? I believe so, yeah. I think yeah, we so we've end. got April yeah. and May, which will be, we've got some stuff planned. I think we might do three episodes in May. But we've got, we've got some more episodes planned, and then we will uh, take a couple months break, regroup for season four, go through and talk about some changes, how we're going to do stuff. That, that's all ways down the line, but there are going to be changes happening definitely in our fourth season, possibly by the end of the third season. But uh, thank you guys again so much, and we'll catch you next time. Until next time, peace. Just a couple of guys being, being dudes. dudes. Being dudes and kicking ass, taking names. Dudes. Uh, to quote... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Always keep your towel on you. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, so long. So <laughs> I thought you were going to go for that, to be honest. I thought, I thought you were going for the so long, and thanks for the fish. So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs>